Welcome citizens, you're listening to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. Here, thinkers and doers always have a key to the city. The mayor is in, so office hours start now. Citizens, what is going on? It's Flobo Boys. This is New Amsterdam Radio. How are you living as we navigate this giant and sprawling city for creatives like yourself? Please, as always, let me know what you're doing. Let me know what you're working on. And I thank you for tuning into the show at New Amsterdam on Instagram, at New underscore Amsterdam on that Twitter. And we are coming out with fantastic episodes all the way through the new year, like my guest today, Miss Jamie Seeger. Before I get into all that, gotta say newamsterdam.com kwamsterdam.com that's a place you want to go to learn more about this show and all the other shows in the new amsterdam entertainment network also um on my patreon that's patreon.com that's global boys from get to i get to experiment with some new cool projects not only are we doing full interviews of new amsterdam and show notes but there's three exclusive shows on that platform flobo tries the stand-up comedy version of flobo saw it on netflix and my personal favorite these days flobito's book club it's worth a skim so if you want for to see a show where i get to think about the books i'm reading and sit down with those who write said books check it out it's Flopito's book club. It's worth a scam. Now, today's episode, it's about doing it and doing it well. Jamie Seeker, CEO, founder of Seeker Solution, is someone that basically decides to bet on herself, which is what a lot of creatives do on some level. But seeing her business grow and actually start to cultivate a team under her was a whole new avenue I wanted to learn more about. What's it like to impart a culture or to have a culture grow with people that see the vision you do as well? It was a fascinating chat. You're going to love it. And it's cool to see Jamie out here winning. So without any further ado, my chat with Jamie Seeker. Welcome back, citizens, to another episode of New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creative thinkers and doers. It is I, Flobo Boyce, the mayor in the mayor's office. But as always, I'm not alone. I love sitting down and chatting with individuals who are making it happen. And my guest today, Ms. Jamie Seeker, is making it happen. We're talking about being the owner and principal consultant of Seeker Solution. And when we get through what this company does, you're going to be amazed. Ms. Seeker, how are you doing this fine morning? Hello, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Oh, it was a pleasure. It's all mine. You know, I know the entrepreneurial life is hectic sometimes, so I'm so glad for your time. Yeah, I love it. Love it. <laughs> so I, I didn't want to bury the lead here, but you do a lot, and we're going to go through that, but I always have to ask this question at the top. If you're at a party and someone goes, so what do you do? How do you describe what you do in your way, in your own words? Well, I, I mean, I think you start with the title, right? Because some people are familiar. So I say, oh, I'm a, I'm a business consultant. And then they always say, oh, okay, tell me more, tell me more. Yeah. Um, and then I just say, I, I help small to medium-sized business owners um, just fill their needs and grow their businesses. And so it usually sparks a big conversation and um, kind of go from there. But that does encompass a lot. Like you said, we do a lot. Um, but I, I think really what it comes down to is um, every kind of business organization has some sort of role that you need to fill. And when you are a business owner, it's 
it's all you in the beginning. You're just right. starting out, you fill all the roles. But when you get to the point where you're growing and, and you can't possibly do it all, that's where we step in. We help kind of fill some of those gaps for you. So when you think of those roles in a business organization, when it comes to marketing or financial or your operation, your process itself, how you get things from point A to point B, how you deliver your service or your product, um, what else, human resources, things like that. We've bottled up little solutions for that so that owners can pick and choose where their gaps are and have us fill them in along the way. If some need all the help and we have an all-inclusive you know, solution that we can come in and help with. Some just need a little piece or portion and, and we're able to do that too. I like the fact that you're very straightforward about what you do. Cause sometimes I go to these parties and everyone's like, well, you know, I'm a rock star slash ninja slash like the aqua diver. Uh, I, mean? I, I guess it depends on the night, right? Like, Oh, what do I do? I mean, today, are you asking about this? It yeah. depends. You're right. I don't necessarily come straight forward with the answer all the time, but yeah, I, I, I think for that. today's purposes, this is what I do. <laughs> so the next question is this, you help the other businesses grow and you help them with their needs. And so I know those with information like to keep it to themselves, but you decided to go to help other businesses and share that. So the question I have for you is why? A lot of people like to take the information and hoard it for themselves, but you want to give back to it. I, I think it's all in your philosophy and your principles. I think, you know, the ocean is big enough for all of us, right? You know, I mean, I think it's just that that mindset of I need to stay inward, I think is not very fulfilling for me. I've found in my experience when I'm I'm looking inward and keeping things close to the chest, I'm not living my best life. I'm not you know, to my fullest potential. And so when I start looking outward and I start um, filling others' needs is really when I become more fulfilled. So I think it's just that it starts with that type of philosophy. And the same thing I've experienced in my work life as well. Anytime I've held information in or try to get ahead, you know, in my career by this or that, I just, I've been so much more successful building others up. And at the end of the day, they make me look better because the people around me are better. We have a better team and it's just better all, all around. So I, <clears throat> excuse me, I have that same philosophy when it comes to the services that we offer and teaching others. You know, I saw, uh, uh, I don't know if it was a quote, it had to do with multiplying the doers, but you know, it's that foundational of you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day, you teach a man to fish and you feed him for a lifetime. So yeah. that's really more where it stems from. And, and that's what we're trying to do. You know, when I was in college, there was something called uh, syllabus shock. You know, the first day you get like the course outline, you're like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? And I think for a lot of entrepreneurs, what they think they have to get done just seems insurmountable. And so I always ask you, what's one thing you help your potential clients to say to help break down those challenges that can help overcome it and, and have serve their solutions? That's a really good question. And it's very applicable. And it's something that I think we do right off the bat. So it's, it's interesting that you ask that. I think the idea and what you have in your head is separate from reality. And so that's one of the first things that we do is we help them to see what's actually there and what's actually just a feeling or, or, or inside because it's very real, but separating the two and being able to make decisions separate from um, you know, kind of these two different lanes that you're in when you're just feeling the overwhelm or the syllabus shock, as you say, yeah. yeah, it's all together. It's all as one. But when you kind of separate it out, you're able to kind of think logically and put together a game plan on how to attack it or how to approach whatever you have to do. 
Yeah. And the decision for you to go into a business for yourself, essentially, was that something that was kind of like, oh, a, a light in the bottle moment or was it kind of like a progression at the top of an S curve from your corporate life going, I need new challenges. What was your motivation for that? Uh, I definitely never wanted to do it. <laughs> um, no, I, you know, to, to be honest, my mom um, was a self-employed. And so I watched her kind of do it and it wasn't anything that was ever really appealing to me. And I don't know, I think I had in my mind what success looked like. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of people do that when they go into their careers. And that actually, I think my personal journey in that and having that, this is what success looks like. I'm going to work for some big corporate organization. I'm going to, you know, shatter glass ceilings, but I had a way in which I was going to do that. And I kind of had to break that down for myself and just in life and in my career, the things that became important to me changed as I grew. And mm -hmm. so my idea of what success looked like changed. And I think that's one of the things that I help business owners do as well is they have in their mindset, oh, a business owner has to be this certain way. And I'm like, well, actually, how are you? What, what are you like? You tell me what your strengths are, what your passions are. And guess what? You're the owner. You get to decide how the business owner gets to be. And so that's, that's a big part of my journey. And, um, and so that's kind of what we help others do as well. But no, I never wanted to, do it. I never wanted to do it. Um, it was actually something that just kind of evolved in my progression in my career. I was absolutely on track to move up and be a part of that corporate life and, and things changed. I mean, the economy changed, leadership changed, um, different things brought me to um, leaving a corporate um, structure and going into a small business and being on a leadership team there. And that changed. And so it really just came down to other people were paving my way for me in those mm -hmm. settings, whether it was the corporation and the hierarchy and the board of directors or the leadership team there, um, or, you know, moving into the small business sector, the owner having that last say and their right to have that last say because it's their business. Right. I was just at the point where I was ready to not have my path in anyone else's hands. And I was like, well, the only way I got to do this is just to do it myself. <laughs> so right. that's really how it started. So it wasn't some like aha moment, really. It was more of like, well, these are kind of my only options sure. because I'm really not willing to do anything else anymore. I'm really not willing to give my time and my energy over to somebody else at the end of the day. And I, it wasn't that I wasn't willing to work for anyone else or take anyone's direction or see their vision, which is why we do that in our business now. But it was more of like, I just, I needed to say on my time, my life, who I work with, what I do. And that's at the end of the day, that's my say. And that's really why I'm here today in this, yeah. in this capacity with my own business. That that's fantastic. You had mentioned that your vision of success had changed or pivoted. I don't want to compare the success you have versus the success you were thinking about, but in some ways, are you fulfilled the same way or does it like scratch a different kind of itch? It's kind of like, oh, I didn't think I wanted to be feel this way about this because this is pretty cool. No, I think, I think I've always been the same person. You know, it's like when you go on this journey, especially when you're young and you leave your parents' house or you're like 
figuring out the world and you do all these things. And then you kind of realize you have this moment of like, I'm the person I was all along. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think it was more like that. I was always the same person. And I I think I always had the same views, but it's like you kind of push them down because you think you need to adopt whatever the culture is or whatever, you know, you get kind of swept up in the busyness of, of everything. And you think, okay, this is, this is what I need to do. I just need to do this. And, but I think all along, I knew what was important to me and I knew that I could do it differently. And I just tried to do it differently within the box that I was given Right. And then I was like, I don't need to stay in this. I don't need to stay here anymore. I can do it how I want and I'm going to be right about it. And really, I mean, that's what's panned out for me, luckily, is that um, I have been able to just stick to my guns and stick to what I believe in and what I think is right. And it has panned out for me. So, I mean, I really just encourage everyone else to to try that as well. And I'm not saying everything has and that I haven't been wrong about things, but you fail forward, right? Like you learn right. from that. And, and at the end of the day, like that's really, I think that's why I feel fulfilled. And that's why I feel good about the work that we do, because I know that I've left it all out on the table. And that's not something I can say I've been doing my entire career. I was really kind of not compromising per se, but I was really, you know, I mean, you're taking direction from a supervisor or, you know, from your organization, you have to fulfill their goals in the way in which they want you to. And that was never really a problem for me, but I always kind of knew in my heart that there was a better way and that I was doing things not because I had to, but because like, that's how they wanted it. Um, So yeah, I think that that's part of, that's part of it. I, I always was feeling fulfilled though, because I never really sold out at the end of the day on what I truly believed. Um, so I think there wasn't this newfound like satisfaction in my new journey, but um, but I do feel a hundred percent free. There's a lot more freedom for me in this yeah. area. Pro tip, y'all don't sell out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess. So. I mean, I'm lucky that I haven't. I, I'm not saying that there were some things that I wouldn't go back and like be like, oh, was that really the best thing? But yeah, I think at the end of the day, if you really stay true to what you believe, and I think I think that's the one of the things that I love about this culture right now is, um, you know, culture is ever changing, and I don't always love what we do, and we kind of swing the pendulum one way and then go back the other way. But one of the things I think is coming out of it is really trying to find, um, you know, where, where you believe a certain, whatever you're standing on and staying true to that. And, and I do, I like that, you know, don't sell out, (laughs) you know, (laughs) you got to really hold tight to what you believe is right. Um, I mean, I do definitely think there is a right and a wrong and you get kind of on a slippery slope when it's like, Oh, your truth and you're wrong. I'm like, well, there's still truth. So you could believe that that sky is green, but it is still blue. Right. <laughs> but, you know, so I, I, I think it's a slippery slope to say, like, living your truth and not selling out to your thing, because at the end of the day, there is truth. Right. But, um, but it, it is like you really do have to assess, hey, what do I believe? And am I going to, you know, am I going to hold on to that in, in my career and in everything I do? And I do believe that, you know if you can do that, you will feel a lot more fulfilled and not just like, Hey, I'm doing this. This is what I have to do today. Check mm-hmm. it off the list. There will be a, a, a bigger sense of like accomplishment and completeness per se. 
Well, the shoes are other foot. Secret solution. Your name is on the marquee, quite literally. Uh, I'm so I'm so glad that you're able to do that. Like, you know what? I'm gonna put my my flag down on the ground. Uh, what's the thing about culture? How have you decided to build a culture with your team now, knowing what worked for you, what did not work for you in your previous life in the corporate structure? Well, I think some of the some of the obvious. I'm a woman um, in business. Um, not so obvious. I you know wife mother. Um, I had to go through um, having children in the corporate mm. life, which is a really tough thing to do. Uh, and again, this might be in my own mindset of what I felt like I needed to do. Um, I probably came back way too soon. I mean, I know I came back <laughs> way too soon. Um, but you know, you have your time. Okay. You get six weeks. So you come back day one and you come out swinging, you know, you got to prove to everybody that I'm a mom now, but I'm no different. I'm still just as driven. I'm still this and this. And, and, um, and I probably overdid it. You know, when I'm looking back, I was like, Oh, I'm fine. I can do this. I can work. I can be a mom and I'm good at this and this and this and this, but I'm looking back now at, at the pace of my life and, still being a working mom and still having, you know, very busy schedules and still doing very important work. My pace is slower, but I'm just as effective. Right. And I look back at the hustle of where I was before and not to say that I'm not hustling now, I'm 100% still doing it. It's just, I have a different mindset and a deliberate. different, it is, it's very deliberate. That's, that's a really great word for it. Whereas yes, there it was very reactive and it was much, having to live this life of what I thought I needed to do and prove to everyone who's even everyone. I don't know. I mean, I was surrounded by other working moms and whatever, but you just feel like you have to live a certain way. And so whether or not that was a culture that I had in my head or that was indeed the culture in the workplace, it was my culture that I lived every day. And I wanted to create an atmosphere where, um, look, there are other priorities that work is going to be here. We will have work, we will have clients, but we're not going to do it at the expense of our own um, core beliefs. Like I'm not going to be miserable um, because we have to do something for work. So for example, if we've got a client that really just doesn't align with our, our views or our philosophies and the way in which we need to get stuff done, we don't need to work with them. And that doesn't need to be a bad thing. We can just have this conversation say, hey, I don't think we're on the same page here. We'll give recommendations. We'll say, I don't think this is a great fit. And at the end of the day, that's what I'm saying. I wanted the control over that in my own business. And I've given my team permission to say the same thing. And we've had a couple of different um, clients where it's just hasn't really worked out in that way. And I could see them stressing about, Oh, what do I want to do? And they have their own like, oh, I can't, I can't fail here, right? Mm -hmm. I can't let this, I can't let this team down. I can't lose a client for seeker solution. And so it's just creating that culture in its of, of itself and say, hey, you are more important to me than making that sale, than keeping that deal going. If you're sacrificing, you know, I'm seeing that you're stressed out. It's your I, I leave the opportunity for them to say mm -hmm. if they want to continue on this road or not. I'm not going to step in and tell them what to do, but I have given them permission to say, take this to the end of the road. What is the worst case scenario here? And they're like, oh, that they're going to leave. And I'm like, okay, but is that the worst case scenario? Because what would your life be like if they did? Right. 
and then giving them permission to say, I don't have to do everything and be everything and compromise my own sanity and my own skill set and do what I know isn't going to work because they want it done this way. Um, great. Then it's not the right fit. Let's be mature about this and let's have the conversation because if you're feeling this way, I'm sure they are too. And they may not be happy with the services that we're providing, not because we can't or won't achieve their goals for them, but they just want it done in a certain way. And that's, I don't really operate that way. We yeah. focus more on deliverables and getting it done. And if we get caught up in the how, then there's usually going to be problems there. Um, mm -hmm. That usually has more to do with control and needing things done to be a certain way. And I'm kind of like, why, if it's all getting done in a really great, you know, you're still getting the results. Why do you care about how it's done? So that's more of a growth step for the owner or for those leaders on that team that we try to work with. And if they can't get past that, um, then they're not going to be creating the kind of cultures that we're trying to promote because we like to empower their staff teams and empower them because at the end of the day, it makes them better leaders because they're able to let that go and be in their, you know, shine in their strengths and, and focus on their things. Whereas yeah. if they're trying to hoard control over, oh, you have to do it this way. I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why? And, yeah. and the, it's, it's a tough, tough thing for people. So culture is a really tough thing to do and it is very intentional and it is very specific and you have to have the same end goal right. and so if you don't then it's not really going to work so i know i kind of went all over the board there from my past experience to what we do with clients but at the end of the day it does start in-house it does start with our culture and i try to prioritize my team i try to let just like what I was looking for and the freedom to make my decisions on how I spend my time and where I, you know, give my um, attention to, I try to empower my team to do the same thing. And I've watched them not do that. And I've watched them step into that as well. And it's been really great to see. And I think the key to that is um, not stepping in and doing it for them is really giving them permission to make those decisions for themselves and let them know that like, Hey, the sale is not the end goal here. What we're doing here is. And I think that they are all bought into that vision and, and they can see that. And that's why we're all still here and we made it through this crazy time and we're still, you know, navigating through it. So. No, absolutely. I always ask that question. That seems to be a very, uh, a very common pain point for those that start their own businesses. And when you're a solo prop or, you know, whether you're a DBA or whatever, it, you're, you are the culture, your personality is the culture. But then when you have employees, it becomes, okay, what part of, the, of me is a framework? What part of the things I've learned? Like, how do you make sure everyone has a way to play their own role? Like, it is a, a fun and fascinating part of business. I just wanted to, you know, peek in behind the curtain to see how it is at Secret Solutions. So thank you for that. Yeah. Well, and I think there's truth to what you said is that the, the company will mirror the owner, the leader. And I think the way that I live that out now is looked for common. If we stand on the same foundation, we share our philosophies and our values, then I will be mirrored in them. And when you hire people that don't share your values, that you're hiring for skill set, um, then that's where you start to see that clash of culture a little bit. And so mm -hmm. I think that's where, where I started from the beginning was I looked for people who shared the same values, who had the same goals and trained up for skills. 
instead of the other way around and looking for skill set and then trying to be like, oh, do they fit or do they not? Well, yeah, they already fit because they share these core values and this is what they're looking for at the end of the day. And, and so I think that's the difference there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, looking forward to 2022, what do you see uh, your company going the next year or the next two years or, or whatever plan you usually do internally? What's, what's next for Secret Solution? Well, 2022, I feel like is so promising for everyone, right? We've been through um, the whole world shut down. I feel like we have some lost years, right? The one thing that the pandemic did positively for me as an outside consultant and a remote worker is it absolutely demolished the barrier to entry for us to come in because working with small to medium-sized businesses in the past was oh, so you're not going to be here every day? I don't understand. How are you going to be my HR person and not be here? I, you, you won't even know anybody. That is out the window. <laughs> everyone sure. has seen, everyone knows how to get onto Zoom. Everyone knows how to do video chats and utilize their technology. Um, they have also seen the value of remote workers and that they can make a huge difference. And actually they're seeing more productivity and a better response in the workplace. So for us, for 2022, people are now also open to one, working with people that work outside of their organization like that as remote workers. And two, they're looking for help. People have realized that they can't do this alone. We just spent the last couple of years like isolated and being alone. And I think more than ever, people are looking for connection and they're looking for growth. They don't may maybe necessarily know it yet, but they are prime and understanding that, okay, if I'm going to make it, I have to pivot. I have to learn. I have to grow and I need to change. I got to do something here. And so for us, here we are. So for me, yeah. what I'm personally looking to do is I'm trying to be visible and I'm trying to be searchable for those who are looking for us. Um, so that's part of, you know, being on here with you and being able to have these kinds of conversations. But that's what I see for future. And I really see small businesses really, I mean, those of us that have made it through, they're going to make it. Yeah. If, if everyone can kind of make it through this last time. I think they are going to make it. It's just a matter of how. And I think people are looking to do it differently. And that's where we come in. So that's what 2020 look, 2022 looks like for me is just being able to be found for people who are looking for us and, um, and to help them really kind of achieve their goals um, as, as small, medium-sized business owners. That's fantastic. All right, well, thank you so much for being on the show. New Amsterdam Radio Podcast for Creatives. Jamie Seeker from Seeker Solution. If someone wanted to connect with you today or see your website or learn more about you, how to go about doing that? Yeah, seekersolution.com. That's our website. Um, we're on Instagram. We do fun, relatable business owner <laughs> reels and things like that. Oh, um, cool. At Seeker Solution. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you can go and just Google us. You'll find us. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to New Amsterdam Radio. Learn more about the show at newamsterdam.com. That's K-N-E-W Amsterdam.com. Until next time, this city is yours.